0: Welcome back to the Nick and Bean pod, season two. Football is back, baby. Nick, how are you feeling?
1: Not a day too soon. Back at it for the second season. Happy to be back, boys.
0: Definitely. Um, And everyone, go check out our new Instagram at the Nick and Bean pod. We got a fire logo. Go subscribe. Go check out the podcast on Apple and Spotify. As always, we are presented by Diet Smoke for all your Delta Eight cbd and now delta 9 thc gummies vapes and drinks it's not light it's just right go check them out um but yeah wow we are back nick and it feels great uh how was your off season
1: mine was good man i didn't pay much attention to football shout out to spencer with the hooking us up with that dope logo everyone go follow us on instagram at at the nick and bean pod um and for a while i wasn't really paying much attention to football and then we got that logo going and somehow the excitement just rose up in me i was like okay let's fucking get it
0: right it's uh it's crazy i mean we wait all year for this fantasy drafts are in full swing um and and the season is only a couple weeks away obviously we've had preseason which is all right um but it's not the real thing it just really isn't uh so let's do this we're gonna recap last season's records nick i know you didn't want to hear that but we are gonna <laughs> recap last season's records and then we're gonna we're gonna lay out how the show is going to be this year we're gonna start with chopping it up we've got impact plays we've got headlines we've got bets for the season and then as always we always cap it off with fantasy football advice tidbits and and of course, when we get in the season, we'll do our daily Fanduel and DraftKings. So let's get back into it. Last season, 18 and 14 for me, for being pretty damn good season. It ended bad, uh, so we ended with the conference, uh, the conference finals, right? I think it was Bills. No, no, it was. Uh, yeah, we ended at the conference semifinals, which was Bills Chiefs. Um, Rams bucks and that, and we just ended terribly. Mm. I had the bills. I remember you had like the under in the Rams bucks and it went way over. So it wasn't a great end to the season, but I still finish on top, uh, you know, above 500, 18 and 14, Nick 22 and 28. You actually finished decently. You started bad, Uh but you know what? It's a, it's a new season and I know you want to talk about our off the off season pod. I know you had a few winners in there. I know you yeah. want to talk about that. Yeah,
1: come on, man. You got to throw my my Jordan Davis bet, my draft bets, boost that boost my numbers, dog.
0: Yeah, so we actually gave out. We're not going to we're not going to toot our own our own horn and count it towards our records, but we gave out some winners on the off season pod. I think you gave out Jordan Davis under fourteen and a half or fifteen. Yeah, I gave out a Drake London bet and a QBs bet. I think we went three and zero, but either way, that's that's a different story. Um, oh,
1: and then actually, my super on the Super Bowl, I went like six and one or like seven and one.
0: Did you? Yeah,
1: I, I won like literally every single Super Bowl bet I had except for one.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna give it to Nick here. Uh, who knows? I could pull if, uh, out the receipts. I could pull out the receipts. Who knows if that's true? Um, but either way, let's get into it. So the first segment we're gonna do on every pod is called chopping it up. We're just gonna chop up, talk, and just shoot the shit about the topics that are going on around the NFL, around life, and everything. Um, I will tell you, of course, preseason. You know, there's not that many headlines yet. But we want to chop up and, and talk about a few things here. Uh, first thing, obviously, is you know football's back. Fantasy drafts are in full swing. Hard knocks is on. I don't yeah. know if anyone's watching, but Dan Campbell is an absolute machine.
1: People are definitely watching. Uh, I'm not watching, but people have been in the group chats talking about how they're loving Dan Campbell and his attitude.
0: Yeah, it's funny because... Um, you know how they always feature like the guys who are gonna get cut or the guys who are barely making the roster yeah this season they're just featuring Dan Campbell like they, <laughs> they know what they have and they're just riding like, with we gotta
1: start this guy's trying to knock people's knees off
0: yeah and it's honestly pretty uh it's pretty entertaining but of course the funny thing is the first two, couple episodes are always good but as you get closer to the NFL season you're like all right just give me football already I'm done with this. Now I know you wanted to talk out uh, talk about a few shakeups in the league. What do you got? What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, so I think there's a decent amount of change that we don't normally see. Like the all-star wide receiver got let go. Uh, Star QB from the Seahawks goes to the Broncos. Um, I think the top unlimited, Mr. Unlimited. I think the top of the league kind of remained just about the same. I guess you see the star receiver leave Kansas City. The middle of the pack, I think, got a lot tighter together.
0: Do you remember the star receiver's name, or are you just going to call him star receiver?
1: I think it's some guy named Tyreek. Yes, sir.
0: In Miami.
1: (laughs) To the crib. and um, Yeah, and I think the bottom got even worse than last year. We're talking about teams like the Falcons, Seahawks, Houston, and then we don't really know too much about Jacksonville. They kind of have a high upside, but they're probably shit.
0: Yeah, I mean... Trevor Lawrence, who knows? You know, the the prospect obviously he's one of the most touted prospects in the last 20 30 years, but is it going to pay off? We'll have to see this season. Um, and I think you had a, what is it, a couple interesting teams, San Francisco.
1: Yeah, so I think there's a wide variance on San Francisco. They could either be like a Super Bowl team or a 6-win team.
0: I, you know, it's it's funny because They're in the conference finals last year, in the NFC championship, and, you know, they didn't get killed by the Rams or anything. No, But Jimmy G just, even though he won and he went to a Super Bowl, he went, you know, they just never believed in him.
1: Right, and you can sort of tell that, and sort of happened also with Titans and Tannehill, and I think there's sort of something funny going down in Tennessee where... They, I mean, they pick really? up. They pick up Malik Willis. All right, talk to me. I'm not really sure that they're trying to win this year. I think they peeped this landscape around the league. They drafted a quarterback. They got rid of AJ Brown. They didn't. They chose not to extend Tannehill. So you know they're either probably going to get rid of him because they don't want that contract.
0: Yeah, I mean Malik Willis. He, they got to develop him. So I think Tannehill. You know. Can they win with him? Yeah, but you were right. He you know, he's similar to Jimmy G, where he's not gonna win you the game, but they think they can win with him, if that makes any sense.
1: So I, I disagree slightly. I don't think they think anymore that they could win with him. Um he he definitely is enough when King Henry is doing his thing, and that's what they're trying to do, right on the back of King Henry. I think what, King Henry's what, in his fifth season, something like
0: that? More, I think.
1: Yeah, so he's not the youngest guy. And um he's
0: twenty seven. Coming off the foot injury, he did play in the playoffs. You know, he played the one game they lost to the Bengals. Um, but
1: if Tannehill doesn't throw that pick, I mean, at the end of the game, and McPherson and McPherson goes and kicks the game-winning field goal, McPherson. I mean, <laughs> they kind of Imagine. they kind of lost it because of Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah. So Tennessee, San Francisco, both. I mean, I could see them fighting for you know getting to the Super Bowl, and I could see them both not being that good this year. Um, Las Vegas
1: That's an interesting team They bring on Devontae Adams Tay, who's a fucking stud Yep. Um, they they keep Henry Renfro, who you already know Is sure and steady They got Derek Carr, the great leader They did lose Henry Ruggs But I think that offense I mean,
0: he didn't play last year
1: Nick. I think that offense is <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Nick is letting you know that The Raiders lost Henry Ruggs <laughs> But yeah, I mean Vegas obviously with Waller and the defense is decent. The problem for them is they're in a tough decision uh, tough division. They right. will come up later in our season long bets though, because I do think they, they uh they're gonna have a good year.
1: I um, almost thought for a second there, like, what are they doing? Because with the other teams in that league, they said, Hey, fuck it, we're going for it with the with bring in Devontae Adams, like I I I thought they might just fold.
0: Yeah, I mean Adams and Carr obviously have the college connection. Who knows uh, what's going to happen with them. Um, and then you got our Dolphins. Thins up. I mean, probably the most polarizing team in the league because all our success depends on the one guy that right. is the most polarizing guy on Twitter and, and in the media. I mean, it's Tua.
1: I want to say I hear more negative about Tua than of positive. Course. Um and i don't think he needs to be an ama- i don't think he needs to be a top 10 quarterback for us to do well this year. I think he needs to just hit his guys, Mike McDaniel's bring that 49er system where it's all about yards after catch. Yep. We got guys that are faster than anybody in the league. If he can just hit them in the short intermediate, couple deep balls not very, I'm not asking for much. I think this team could be really good, but at the same time, we've seen the dolphins <laughs> for our, our entire lives.
0: You know, we we go into every season pretty hopeful. Um but even though I'm a big two a believer, of course, we need to see it on the field. He's actually thirteen and eight as a starter, but he hasn't he hasn't made the throws day in and day out. We've seen the glimpses. We know the talents there. I'm hoping McDaniels comes in, gets him in the right spots. We upgraded the offensive line with Armstead and the the center from Dallas. Yeah. Um, we've got Tyreek. We've got Cedric Wilson. We've got Chase Edmonds. Remember that name. Raheem so, Mostert. Mostert. We've got uh, a solid defense. Gusecki,
1: but who knows if he's going to be here, Gusecki, actually.
0: He's, he's done. Um, but either way, a uh, lot of teams with a lot of wide variants across the league.
1: Indy and, picked up. <laughs> Matty Ice. That's oh, going to be. Indianapolis, yeah. That's, Matt Ryan. That's going to be interesting. They got rid of the fucking uh, liability, Carson West, Wentz.
0: Yeah. I mean,. It's funny because Matt Ryan, a lot of people are either on the side of he's washed or he's got something left and he's an upgrade from Wentz. So I'm interested to see. I'm personally on this. I think think Matt Ryan's got some some juice left in him.
1: So if you asked me last year, I think on one of the best pods, I think I said Matt Ryan is absolutely washed. Um, But here's the thing. He's one of the smarter guys in the league. He's a very accurate passer. He played under immense pressure. His offensive line last year was horrible. Um, I think he's an upgrade from Wentz, regardless if he's washed or not, and I do think with that offensive line and that run game, <laughs> he's, he's definitely got enough for this team.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the Colts are going to be a solid team. So, I mean, we could go through and break down all the different teams, but we just wanted to go through a few that uh, that we thought had some wide variance and made some impact plays in the offseason, which brings us right into our next segment, which is going to be throughout the season, we're going to call it impact plays, where we yep. each pick... Players or plays or things that happen that we think are going to be a big impact moving forward throughout the season. So, the first thing that came to my mind, and obviously this segment will grow as we get into the season and more things are happening, but I see four rookies who have really, really moved the needle in the preseason. So, the first two are two quarterbacks. I am not a big Kenny Pickett fan whatsoever. But you can't deny that he's been solid and he looks a lot better than Mitch Churchill.
1: Oh, strong hands.
0: Yeah, he's got some tiny hands. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but he's been solid. I think he's like nineteen for twenty one with like a, a bunch of touch. I mean, he he's played as good as you can. Of course, he's playing against backups and it is preseason. Right. But you gotta start somewhere. So right. I'm giving credit where credit's due there. Um and then the other quarterback is Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean if you gave me a bet that said how many games is Marcus Mariota starting this year. What do you got? I think it's under ten. Okay. I think okay. I think Mariota's decent, but I don't think the team's gonna be a great team. And well, I think at some point during the season you gotta see what you got with your young fella.
1: You might have to, but you might be throwing his ass to the wolves at that point.
0: <sighs> but still, I mean he's got he's got Pitts, he's got London, he's got some people around him. See what he's got. He's got Cordero um, and Ritters looked really composed in the preseason. He had a game winning drive against the Lions. He's mobile. He's a guy who, if they hit on him, I could see him being a star down the road, or he could obviously be one of these rookie quarterbacks that flakes out. Right. But I think they're going to have to give him a chance at some point during the season. Um, that, that's just, that's just my thing. Have you watched him at all?
1: No, I haven't seen him since OU. Oh, OSU? Who? Uh, Ritter, wasn't he? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Who was the Oklahoma State dude?
0: Uh, The Oklahoma State guy spent uh, Sanders or something? I forget. Okay, no. He wasn't a – he's not a pro. But, yeah, I mean, I I think Ritter's good. And then uh, two receivers, and it's funny because you think of this draft, you think, all right, Garrett Wilson, first receiver taken. Drake London next. Chris Alavi. Jahan Dotson. I mean, all these guys – and yeah. the two guys making the biggest impact in preseason, first, George Pickens, dog. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you've seen him, he's shoving people off the line, he's catching bombs. I mean, how did he get to the late, uh, I think it was he's like the 40th or 45th pick or something like that? out of Georgia, the national championship winning team. Guy is an absolute animal. He's going to be a stud. And then the one you never thought of, he wasn't even the first receiver the Packers drafted, Hmm. Romeo Dobbs. And if you're playing fantasy, if you're drafting fantasy leagues, two weeks ago he was not being drafted. Now he's probably in the 10th, 11th, 12th round because he's 6'4", he's fast, and he's dominating in camp and preseason. And when you're thinking about the Packers this year, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Alan Lazard maybe, but they are missing a lot of targets that went to Devontae Adams.
1: Right, and you know Aaron Rodgers. If somebody's going to be running routes where they get open, Aaron will find him.
0: Yep, Rodgers is as sharp as ever. He He looks great. Um, and then I think, uh, so So those are the rookies who are really standing out to me and making impact plays during the preseason. And Nick, on the other end, you've got something that happened yesterday that's going to impact the team drastically.
1: Yeah, so my impact play is Tyron Smith. He got that injury with the torn hamstring, but it wasn't just like a regular pulled hamstring or something. Yeah, it was They, bat, said, it, right? it, they said it ripped a piece of the bone off with it. So I don't know about you but like if you get a piece of your inside of your knee ripped off with your tendon um and you weigh what 300 plus pounds it's going to be a while I think he could be out it I mean I maybe we see him in December but he could be out all year and that is an anchor piece for their offensive line you know yeah. what
0: I mean it's not it's, it's not easy um and they yeah. lost their center to us they're losing him I mean that I team know
1: it's, Two year, two three years ago, they had was, the best offensive line in the lake. Exactly,
0: um, and I think that we're going to chat a little bit more about that when we get into our season long bets. They so, lost
1: targets at the wide receiver position. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. Um. So yeah, and and that's we're just trying to set up how the show is going to flow. So those are our impact plays um, of the week of the you know of the preseason. Really, um, some other headlines that get to just just briefly. Uh, the Ravens still haven't lost in preseason. That's nuts. I think it's like 23, 24 in a row. We've uh, That's nuts. Me and a few of my buddies have just been betting them, and no matter what the line is, they've been covering every time and winning every time. That's nuts. Um, but there's really not much else to talk about. Today there was a I – mean, I don't know if you saw it. I think you did. But yeah. But freaking Aaron Donald <laughs> and the, the Rams got in a full-out brawl with the Bengals. First of all, I will say – Whoever thought to put the Super Bowl matchup back together and rematch them in a practice was an idiot. I mean, there's a lot of animosity clearly there. And all you see in this video is Aaron Donald, like, take one of the Bengals players' helmets off, a la Miles Garrett, and just start (laughs) whacking, dude.
1: Yeah, I didn't see, I couldn't tell who it was, but I saw a helmet being flung around. I was like, oh my God. If he
0: touches Jamar Chase, we're going to have problems. (laughs) All right? Don't touch our boy. But uh, I don't yeah. know if you I don't know if
1: you've seen Aaron Donald with his with his shirt off. I don't think we want problems. He's
0: I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not an Aaron Donald fan. I think he uh I, I just he doesn't seem like a good dude to me.
1: He's he's there's been a few times where he's shown uh, some stuff like this.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but either way, um, what we're going to do to to continue on with the show, we're going to give you our season long bets. All right. These are these can be win totals for teams. These can be futures for teams. These can be player props, okay? So we are starting fresh. Of course, I had that beautiful 18 and 14 winning record last year. Nick, 22 Shout and out. 28.
1: We, well, he's not counting my, my ballerific uh, right. Super Bowl. Yeah, Nick, uh, Nick,
0: Nick lost you guys' money. Um, <laughs> but guess what? It's a fresh slate, which yeah, is beautiful. hey. And you want to know what the thing with these bets? We're not going to know if they win for six months.
1: (laughs) Forget about them.
0: (laughs) So let's get into our uh, season-long bets. Then we've got a little segment. Nick's going to read off some week one lines, and I'm going to react to them. And then we are going to end the show, as always, with fantasy football. I've got a few guys that I love this year, and Nick's got a few things as well to mention. Um, So let's get into our season-long bets. Uh, first one, I, I'm going to give you the first one that I placed about three weeks ago and I still love it. And that's the Las Vegas Raiders to make the playoffs.
1: I like that bet. I like that bet.
0: Of course they're in the tough division, which is, which everyone's going to say, but yeah, they were in the playoffs last year. Okay. Seven teams get in. You got to remember seven teams get in. First time it happened was last year. And guess what? They added the best receiver or a top few receiver in football
1: and that league is not league that division is so good i think it's po- i think it's possible that three teams in that division get in
0: very very possible um so and and the, the thing i love about this bet is you're getting plus money it's sitting right now at plus 125 bet 100 bucks that. make 125 you don't got to lay any you know you don't got to lay the the minus 110 or 115 that you do with a lot of teams
1: i think three teams made it in a division last year in the in the nfc west um yeah, was yeah, it yeah. 49ers it was Rams and Cardinals yeah yep so it can no, happen it,
0: it happens especially with the 17 format so the first bet we're giving out or I'm giving out sorry is the Raiders to make the playoffs nick what's your first one
1: so my first one is uh actually something that we mentioned earlier the uh I'm going to go with matty Ice Matt Ryan over 3850 and a half passing yards on the season i think with that run game I think he'll be. I think he'll have a decent year. He's got a couple big targets over there, Ma- Michael Pittman. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Matty Ice. I think he'll. They got a great offensive line and a good run game. I don't think he has to do much to get these these over on the yards.
0: Yeah, and, and when you when you kind of mentioned that pick, I even looked up last year, which people probably say Matt Ryan didn't have a great year, right? Right and he still passed that total with 3968 yards.
1: And yeah, he I mean he had good he had good targets. He had, Ridley wasn't suspended yet.
0: I think no, Ridley played. Yeah, right. he wasn't. So, he didn't bet yet. No. He, he
1: had Pitts, Ridley, you know, he had some guys, but his team was just so shit. Here's
0: the thing with what I think about Matt Ryan is where he thrives is in play action. Weird. And they are going to have a running game. And they are gonna protect him.
1: <laughs> They're gonna be scared of that running game. He's the gonna offense, get a lot defense. of
0: one-on-one coverage. Alec Pierce is a rookie stud. He looks good in preseason. He's really taking that number two job. Paris Campbell, they say is healthy. Obviously, the dog, Michael Pittman, one yep. of my rider dies in fantasy this year. But um I, I like that bet, the Matt Ryan. I think you're gonna cash that bet for sure. 3850, and that's only that he gets 17 games. I he probably hasn't missed that in years, I don't think. Even he with games. the 16 games. Yeah, I don't think he so games. I really like that um if he has anything left in the tank he's gonna, he's gonna cover hit them. that yep I agree uh, my second bet is a, was a tricky one for me the Minnesota Vikings they're a team that they're so weird to bet on because when you think they suck they're good and when you think they're good they suck and we right. I think I won a few bets with them last year just. You know, on a whim, but I really... really, This is probably my best bet of the preseason. It's the Minnesota Vikings over nine and a half wins.
1: Yeah, and you can still get that plus money. I actually bet it too. Yeah. I hopped on that train.
0: It's plus money. Listen to this. Last year, they went eight and nine. They lost eight of those nine games by one score or less. Right. They easily could have won a few more games. You bring in the McVeigh understudy, Kevin O'Connell, the guy who... Got Cooper Cup a record season. The guy who has been studying under McVay, and guess what? He's going to produce offense. Unlike Zimmer, who was there before, who Bozo. was like, oh, I mean, he's playing like it's 1990. So I think you get him in there. You've got the best, you know, one of the best receivers in the league, Justin Jefferson. You've got Thielen, they're saying, looks healthy. You've got Dalvin Cook. One of the best I mean, running backs in the you league. You know, you got Irv Smith back healthy. I really think that they can be at least a couple games better than last year. They also play in a division where they get the Lions twice. Yep. They get the Packers, of course. They usually split with the Packers, so right. let's call it a win there. And then they get the Bears twice. Boom. I mean, those could be four easy wins for them. Um, so, And they also, I think they play the, the AFC East, so that means they get the Jets. Um, and, and the Patriots, I'm not even going to go into them, but I don't <laughs> like the Patriots this year. Um, so I really like the Vikings over nine and a half. Nick, what's your best what's your next bet?
1: So my next bet is gonna tie in with the impact play of Tyron Smith tearing the shit out of his hamstring. I got the Cowboys under ten wins. It's minus one thirty, but I love that play. Um,
0: Why don't you combo it with the with your with your last play? Because oh, they really yeah, go hand in hand. They
1: kind of do. And so then I also bet Philly wins the NFC East at plus 150. I think that team is on the upswing, and I think the Cowboys aren't a downswing. The team, the league, not the league, the division is not very Terrible. strong. So I, I think that's a good play.
0: Got it. So you're under. Is it just a flat ten for the Cowboys?
1: Flat ten at minus one thirty.
0: Got it. So under ten. I mean, I don't see them winning more than ten if they somehow. Win That's 10, a lot of fucking games. Play. That's yeah. a lot of fucking games. And then obviously, if they win under ten, Philly's probably going to win the NFC East. Right. The Giants aren't. The Commanders are not. Right. Um. So I like those bets that go hand in hand. I, I could have
1: got uh Cowboys not to win the division at minus one thirty, but I was like, let me just take Philly at plus one fifty instead of trying to do
0: that. A hundred percent. Um. Last two bets for me, they are two quarterback overs. Now, I will say, I want to say this player props for the season. Don't go crazy and take too many overs, okay? People get
1: hurt. Anything can fucking happen. Exactly.
0: Injuries are what Vegas relies on when they set these lines, and you'll see some lines where you think they're too good to be true. Guess what? They are, and injuries happen. (laughs) So if I'm betting player uh, player props for the season, I'm sticking with the quarterbacks. They protect quarterbacks more than anyone else. Like you took your Matt Ryan over yards. I've got two quarterbacks over touchdowns. The first one, Tua Tagovailoa. That dude. 24 and a half touchdowns is the line just for like an example josh allen's like 38 and a half right so if he can average one and a half touchdowns a game he's gonna hit this 24 and a half for us i like S- it second one is kirk cousins goes in with my minnesota over bet 30 and a half that's
1: that correlate together he threw for over 40 last year okay okay he's got Je- jefferson he's
0: got jefferson he's got o'connell in so i really like it i i've got cousins over 30 and a half and Tua over 24 and a half. nick give us your last bet
1: so my last bet is vikings to win the nfc north at plus 235 as soon as Devonte adams left the green bay packers i thought that division was wide open i know it's not as impactful as like a quarterback leaving but the tie that him and rogers had i was like what i mean and what i makes, saw the
0: the packers win total is still like 11 and a
1: half it's 11 if you want to bet them to win the playoff or not win the playoffs to make the playoffs it's like minus a million i was like dude yes they got aaron Rodgers, but i couldn't bring myself to bet against aaron Rodgers. but i don't think they're that i don't think those odds should be that high 11 games bro that's yeah. like the buffalo bills that's like the the baltimore ravens
0: yep Yep, I agree. And you know what? So let's look back. I'm going to read off our, our bets. I've got four Vikings over nine and a half, Raiders to make the playoffs, Cousins over 30 and a half touchdowns, Tua over 24 and a half touchdowns. Nick has the Matt Ryan over 38, 50 and a half passing yards, Cowboys under 10, Philly to win the NFC East, and the Vikings to win the NFC North. I love these bets. I will tell you, now that we've read them all off and and talked about them out loud, it does scare me how much... How many of these bets ride on Kirk Cousins? Yeah. So you know? we
1: don't know if it was Zimmer or if it's Zimmer and Kirk or if it, you know what I mean? Kirk, Kirk looked like a fool a bunch last year.
0: You know, you like that? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes me a little nervous, but I like his weapons. And, you know, the stats say that he's been one of the, you know, top 12, 15 quarterbacks in the league for multiple years now. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Those are our season long bets. Um, now we're going to. You're gonna read me off some 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 week one lines, and I'm gonna tell you which way I would lean right now. I have not, I will tell you guys. I haven't looked at the week one lines in probably five six days, so these are just gonna be gut reactions.
1: All right. So first on that Thursday, we've got Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Rams. We've got Bills minus two and a half at minus one fifteen, and then the Rams. Bills are plus at minus two and a half at the Rams. Yeah, at minus one fifteen. So a little juice on their side too. Uh, 820 on a Thursday, but it's the first week
0: Yeah, yeah, I will. I would lean Buffalo on that side Because to me, I'm like The Rams Super Bowl champs at home They should be favored, but they're not So now I'm flip-flopping in my brain <laughs> I'd ride Josh Allen and take the Bills there
1: Okay, I don't hate it So then our next game, we've got Baltimore Ravens minus 7 l- Not very much juice Minus don't, 105 Don't even
0: read the juice, just read the
1: Okay, Baltimore minus 7 against <laughs> the Jets Plus 7 In New York in New York.
0: And it's going to be a Flacco revenge game, probably. Um, I would probably stay away from that one, but Lamar usually comes out hot. Minus seven, it's a touchdown on the road, so it's really like minus 10. Um, I think it's a fair line, but I'd probably, if I'm betting either side, probably the Ravens.
1: Yeah, so one tidbit since we're out of line with seven. That's
0: going to be, I will tell you right now, this just popped in my brain. That will be the number one teaser leg to start the season. Oh, I've already teased it. If it's my, I've I've, already, teased I've, it. I've already teased it. If it's minus seven at the Jets, I mean, everyone and their mother is going to have them down to minus a half. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That. Uh, pray for the Ravens. So
1: two little tidbits. <laughs> if we're going to talk about teasers and also that key number seven that we've talked about a bunch. So last year the totals the point differential landed on three by far the most it's been the king for a minute the uh minus three that's a very key number yeah uh minus seven is usually the second key number but last year for the first time in a long time the second key number was actually six points i think it has to do with the the people going for two or what m- well that probably two but also the um what do you call it? the overtime rule where if you score game over you don't even kick the extra point
0: Oh, that's different. I don't, I don't. Was that ever different?
1: Yeah, I think the 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 playoff rule wasn't always like that. And then uh, the other thing I was gonna say disregard whatever Nick just said. <laughs> the, well six six is a key number, and it wasn't this key before, so something happened. Maybe I don't know exactly what it was, but ju- that's important for teaser legs. All right. So the next game: New Orleans Saints at Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are minus five and a half.
0: I'll take the Falcons.
1: Okay. Oh, the which brings me to the other point. Week one, a lot of underdogs do pretty well because teams are just short of figuring things out.
0: I mean, and what, Jameis isn't even fully back. Uh, Yeah, their defense is great, but I mean, if you're getting five and a half points at home, I mean, I'd probably lean the Falcons.
1: Word. Okay, (laughs) then we got the matchup of the century. We got New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are minus two and a half at home.
0: It's the perfect, it's the right line. Yeah. We swept them last year to a owns the, the Patriots I mean go look back he he won't he doesn't lose the Patriots and uh Mac Jones sucks he does he should probably take refi your house and put every dollar <laughs> you can possibly get on the Dolphins yeah because uh, we're gonna beat them
1: yeah. yeah and I wouldn't even think about the swerve and I don't think two and a half points is enough to even go at the underdog there um Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals Bengals are minus six and a half
0: it's a lot of points uh, Division think, game. Yeah, I think the Bengals win that game. I think it's going to be a Trubisky game. It could be Ooh. one of very few. Right. Uh, I like you. I like to pick up the Bengals defense in fantasy and play them. That's my take.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, if I were to go with anything, I would. I would either tease the Bengals down or
0: it's going to be another big teaser leg. But the thing is with the Steelers they're they're just so well coached you never know it's just a lot of points to lay um
1: and it's a division game i mean if i had to bet it straight up i'm probably gonna bet this i'm gonna hold my nose and bet the steelers plus six and a half even though i hate it all right san francisco 49ers at the chicago bears the 49ers are heavily juiced minus six and
0: a half oh trey lance coming out party who, who knows what
1: that kid's gonna do, but it's against the Bears. That's a good. So
0: I've drafted Trey Lance in a couple fantasy leagues. It makes me nervous for him to go to Soldier Field Week One. They have the worst field in football. Okay, it won't be and that I, cold. I don't know why my my mind is thinking, but I'm like, I'm just praying he gets through that game without getting injured. He runs a lot. It's not a team. It's not like Rodgers or the Vikings that play there all the time. They know how shitty they know how to run on that field. So it does make me a little nervous. I wouldn't bet the game though. Six and a half is. Too much for a quarterback who really hasn't done anything. Right. Um, so I'm probably staying away from that game.
1: Yeah, the, I could not bet the. Like how I bet the Steelers plus six and a half. I wouldn't bet the Bears plus six and a half there. I, I'd tease 49ers down. Then we've got the hot team, Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. Philly is minus four.
0: Philly at the Lions minus four. You got to just. Don't let hard knocks influence you. <laughs> I feel you. The Eagles are probably gonna wop them.
1: I think so too. Yeah. Um we got Indianapolis Colts minus eight and a half at the Texans.
0: They never they always seem to blow it in these spots, the Colts. Eight and a half, they'll be teased a bunch. They'll be in the ten point teasers, they'll be in the six, the six and a half. And Brandon Cooks will probably catch, like, a 50-yarder to cover at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, uh, 8.5 I think is too much for week one. We've got Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are minus 3.5 favorite, minus 3 favorites, sorry.
0: Tough to make Carson Wentz a favorite in any game. I <laughs> feel you. Um,
1: but we don't know what the hell the Casey Jags Yon are even on the working like.
0: too. He's not playing. I'd, or, I'd lean Jags.
1: All right. Now we've got Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. Heavy juice. Chiefs are minus three.
0: I like the Cardinals. Uh, I haven't seen that line, but that'll pre- probably be one of my bets. Okay. I okay. think the Chiefs. Uh,
1: Feeling it out.
0: I think it's going to be a tough year for them. They're in the toughest division. They lost Tyree Kill. Mahomes looks phenomenal. He's always going to be phenomenal. Their offensive line's phenomenal. Kelsey's phenomenal. But the receivers are unproven with him. Um, and the defense is always it's always shaky. It's either it's either good and they force turnovers, or they give up a ton of points. Kyler always starts strong. I would I would take the points at home with Kyler and the Cardinals.
1: That was another uh, factor that went into my Cowboys bet is they had one of the best or luckiest uh, turnover turnover luck basically they with Diggs.
0: They were so the Cowboys were the highest scoring team in the football last year. Word. Bucks were second, Chargers were third, but the Cowboys were clearly the highest scoring team and they did not score the most offensive touchdowns. What put them over the top was eight return and defensive touchdowns.
1: Right, so I think we get a regression to the mean. That, that's why I love that under 10 bet. Okay, so we've got Las Vegas Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers are minus three and a half. Ooh, this is tough. That's a tough one. This is tough.
0: I think the Chargers win that game by exactly three.
1: <laughs> Word. I wouldn't doubt it. All right. Now we've got another cool division matchup. We've got Green Bay Packers at Minnesota. Green Bay minus one and a half away. Vikings. I love that. Yeah, that's an easy one for me too. Uh, New York Giants. We've
0: got too much stocking Kirk Cousins, guys. The <laughs> Nick and Bean pod... <laughs> It's like I'm going to GA, Gamblers Anonymous, and I'm getting up in front of the group and I'm saying I I've got a problem. I've got a problem right now, and I'm betting too much on Kirk Cousins. <laughs> All
1: funny. right, the next one we've got less interesting in my opinion, and probably yours. G- New York Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are minus five and a half. Titans. We've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. That's Bucs.
0: Sunday night. What's the line?
1: Bucks are minus one. I like no, it. so this is Monday night,
0: yeah. No, Cowboys-Bucks is Sunday night for sure. It's an eight twenty game. You're right. Then I don't um, have the
1: Monday night game here. Then
0: yeah, I'll give you the Monday night game. I don't know the line, but uh, the Bucks are minus one. I like the Bucks there. Um, the Monday night game, I, it's usually a doubleheader, but maybe it's just one. I know it's Russ uh, going back to Seattle.
1: Ah, yeah. So I, I teased that game already. I've got the Broncos in a teaser.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just I, I don't, I don't care about Russ. I don't care about the Seahawks. I just hate both of
1: them. The Seahawks are horrible, bro.
0: What Do you have the line or no?
1: I'm pulling it up right now.
0: Okay. Well, while he pulls that up, uh, we're going to okay, close. Okay, so we've with, got
1: Denver minus six at the Seahawks. That's why I teased them.
0: Um, I'll take the Seahawks. Ooh. Ru- gonna, Russ revenge game? I think game? the Seahawks are going to – here's my crazy the, statement. The Seahawks are going to beat the Buck, the Broncos on Monday Night Football to start the season. You're wiling. I don't care if it's Gino mo- or Drew
1: Locke. They're about to start Geno Smith, easily the thirty second quarterback I don't in the
0: care. Russ is a fucking dud. Bet all money. Right? Bet money. I will bet money. I'll bet it with a book because they'll give me like plus three hundred. <laughs> and I will take the Seahawks to beat the Broncos on Monday night. Are oh,
1: you gonna take the money line?
0: I I, I don't know, Nick. We're you just a, shooting the shit. Nick. You a savage. Um, All right. Let's let's close out the week. Um I have already done four fantasy football drafts. I have one left. Um I know you aren't you you've got your first draft coming up. Yeah, two um, days from now. Yep, and that's with in my league. Uh, no, yours is three days from now. Oh, okay. Nick's got two this weekend. Big weekend for him. So real quick, I'm I'm just going I'm going to give you a few guys that I love at their ADP. Um, and and really these are the guys who are who are owned in every league I have almost. My number one right now is Chase Edmonds. He's on every team I've drafted. If you're doing snake, he's going in the seventh or eighth. If you're doing auction, I haven't paid more than five to ten bucks for him.
1: Which is ridiculous considering the value you might get with him.
0: Exactly. And the thing with him is people don't know if Mostert's the guy, if he's the guy, Michelle's there. We've got a lot of backs. From what I've seen and what I've watched in practice and preseason, they want Chase Edmonds to get the ball and be the number one guy. Not he's not a three-down workhorse back, but he's like a 65-70% of the work, I think. He also chose to come to Miami. He had other offers. He wanted to play in the McDaniel system. Um, I really love Chase Edmonds where he's going. He's a starting running back that you don't have to spend too much on.
1: Had a great season last season, and I think one when of he the, was
0: healthy. He was great last
1: year. I think one of the most telling signs is that he was, uh, I think, the first running back to sign in free agency. Yep. So they didn't make any we qualms about him. it. They went straight for him. So that I think that's pretty telling.
0: Yep. So he's he's my most owned guy. Um, and then three receivers. Obviously, two or, two of them, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. When I go into a draft, I want to leave with one of these guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had we both had Chase on teams last year. It paid dividends.
0: I I love Jam- so. Here's my thing. I have a soft spot for Jamar. He he's my, he's like I feel like one of my guys. I've always had Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas. I've ah. always had these receivers over the years. Oh God, but R.I.P. Doug. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Antonio Brown's <laughs> lost it. Um, but Jamar and Jefferson, whichever one I'm gonna get the better deal on in auction, I'm gonna go with. They're Where? both one A and one B for me. Cooper Cup's really one C or maybe two. Um, but I love both of these guys. Uh, I've got Jefferson in two of the leagues right now and Chase in two. So I'm really split 50-50. Not bad. Uh, I love both these guys. And then the last guy, I didn't get him in, in the league I just drafted, but I have him in the other, I think, two or three, is Michael Pittman.
1: He's going to be a stud. I mean, if he if he doesn't duff... If he doesn't, if he duffs, it would be, it would be a shocker to basically the world. I don't think there I have anyone out there that's been talking bad about Michael Pittman at this point.
0: I'll give you my case. Uh, one, he's 6'4", 220 or whatever, built like a rock. Right. Fast. For me, the eye test last year watching him with Carson Wentz and just watching, he could do everything. He can go deep. He can catch it over the middle and run after the catch. I think he's an absolute stud. I think Matt Ryan is perfect for him. Play action. They still got a key on Jonathan Taylor. He's not going to see a lot of double teams, and I think he can beat most of the corners in the league. Um, so I really love Michael Pittman. I'm comfortable taking him any time beginning beginning to end of the third round.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool.
0: So like, if you're drafting first or second, and you get McCaffrey or Taylor, and it comes back around. Even at the end of the second, there I'm fine taking him. If he's my number one receiver, I'm not mad. Right. But of course, with the way I've been drafting, I've got two leagues where I've got Jefferson and him, or Chase and him, and I really, really like that combo.
1: So then, who you got at running backs in that, in that league? In so, those leagues,
0: remember I do mostly auctions, so right. it's like in I have one league where it's uh, so two receivers, two running backs. Um, I've got Chase, I've got Chase and Pittman. And then Dalvin Cook and Chase Edmonds lit. That's in a auction. And then I've got Jefferson and Pittman, and then Aaron Jones and Chase Edmonds. Okay, I like that too. You know, they're not the most expensive running backs. They're not. You're not paying up what you're going to spend for Taylor or McCaffrey or Eckler.
1: But I mean, to have those two receivers and Dalvin, that's that's pretty lit. So
0: like in that seventh eighth, I like Edmonds. I like AJ Dillon. Um, I like even Rashad Penny or Josh Jacobs. Like these guys are going. Well after the first few rounds, and yeah. they're still starting running backs. I'm I'm missing a couple in my head that I'm thinking of, um but there's still a few guys. But these are the guys I love: Edmonds, Pittman, and then Chaser Jefferson, whichever one you can get.
1: So, what do you think? I got a couple questions regarding fantasy. What do you think about Michael Thomas coming off that injury? He's basically not played in a couple years now.
0: So first of all, we did this podcast after one of my drafts, just so I wouldn't give up this information that I'm giving.
1: And that's also why I'm not talking about fantasy. So
0: Nick's trying not to give any info, even no no one really cares what Nick thinks. <laughs> <laughs> but we have I have my league drafts on Sunday night, so I'm giving up a lot here. Right. But I don't I don't really care. It is what it is. People in, when you're when you're the commissioner of the league, people are always going to go after the guys you're bidding on in auction anyway. Mm. So it's fine for me to give this up. Michael Thomas, one of my all-time favorite players. We've you got the, the left. jersey right His here. Jerseys on the left right there. List. I have a million rookie cards. Um, I just he was my guy. I Really liked him. Do I think he's ever going to get back to where he was? No. Does he need to? No, but he's
1: not getting drafted in like the the second or third round or anything.
0: Sixth, seventh round. Right. Here's the thing. A week ago, I was pretty bullish. I was like, all right, he looks good in camp. He's been two years. He hasn't played. Right. So I was like, all right, he looks healthy. He's running good routes. And then he gets the hamstring thing. So now he's tweaked his hamstring. It, it just gives me a little bit more pause. Am I comfortable taking him once I have my starting roster filled out? Yes. Right. Do am I comfortable if he's one of my starting receivers? No.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So my second question is: Brees Hall. Everyone's talking about him, but he's on the Jets. I mean, how how much how how good could you be on that team?
0: So Brees Hall, fantasy wise, he's on the Jets. He is. Right now, the second running back. Uh, it came out of camp yesterday that Michael Carter is the starting running back. Right now, wow. Do I believe that? No. <laughs> do I think Brees Hall's a great player? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Am I? Do I have him in any fantasy leagues? No. Would I take him? A hundred percent. Okay. I think he's a fourth round pick. Okay. It. I, that's where he's going. Third end of the third into the fourth. Um, there's, the thing is, there's always a rookie running back who does well.
1: Yes, this is there true. There
0: always is. If you look, pa- if you look in the past, there's always a guy who does well. Um, now is it Damian Pierce?
1: That was going to be the, my next guy that was, I was going to ask so about. So
0: it could be Damian Pierce. It could be one of these other guys, but I...
1: Houston's already treating him like a starter.
0: Yeah. I mean, and he's going, he was going end to end of drafts and now he's slipping into the ninth, eighth round. Um, he went for double digit, uh, value in my auction. Um, okay. But pen, I, I think teams. Brees Hall is gonna be the best rookie running back, and I think the talent will overcome it. Um, and I think he's gonna be a solid fantasy play.
1: Where the only thing I don't like about running backs on bad teams is they're gonna be playing from behind, they're gonna have to throw a lot. Maybe they throw it to him. I don't know. I mean, remember last year Michael
0: Carter caught like a hundred balls. Okay. So I think that's all that'll, Hall can be, that'll catch be solid. It. He's got great talent. Um so I'm I'm in on Michael. I'm I'm in on Brees Hall, I mean. Yep. Despite the doubts, I'm in on him.
1: All right, dope. So yeah, Anything that was my, else? that was basically, well, this one isn't maybe, okay, so two more that might be fantasy related, but it was really because of bets that I seen, and I couldn't make myself pull the trigger. Lamar Jackson's rushing total is at 900 and a half yards. I wanted to bet the under, I'm thinking like, oh, he got banged up a couple times, and then I looked two seasons ago, and the season before that, dude had 1,200 yards rushing one year, he had over 1,000 another year, I was like, shit, man, maybe I can't bet that.
0: I, I would stay away. That's such a high number. It's it's going to – if he plays all the games, it'll go over. If it doesn't, if he gets injured, it won't. It's like, right. do you really want to bet on a guy to get injured or not? I right. would stay away.
1: The other one was Derrick Henry's rushing prop was 1,400 yards. And I, so here's the thing. What? Yeah, 1,400 yards. And like I was like, bro, he's a machine. Vrabel's just going to run it with him. Um, but here's the other part. The year before last, he had 1,000 yards on the ground. And that's after contact. He had a he had over that's two incredible. he had over two thousand yards that season. And so I mean it's over almost a flip of the coin in my head. I couldn't bet it, but like, bro, how much abuse can he take?
0: I think uh Derrick Henry's one of the most polarizing first round fantasy picks. He's going anywhere from like three to ten. Yeah. And ten I mean at ten I'm taking him. At ten I'm taking part. him to at it, it's tough though. Here's the thing. And of course PPR changes everything. Yeah. But Henry's polarizing. If he stays healthy, he'll be one of the top guys. But the thing is, he was a monster last year. Before he got hurt, he was by far the best running
1: back. Before he got hurt, he was averaging 27. Before
0: he got hurt, he was the Cooper Cup of running backs. He
1: was averaging 27 carries a game
0: exactly so you know if he can stay healthy i think he's a monster and if he gets hurt i mean i wouldn't be surprised at all but that's the thing in fantasy you're always risking with the the running back i mean with all players you're risking injury and my thing that's why i love those top receivers the receivers just tend to get hurt less than the running backs they do and that's been my theory forever um but derrick henry that's a tough one i would stay away from any props but if you if he's there in the back half of the first round I I honestly, it's tough to pass him up.
1: That's why if I was going to take a running back bet, season-long prop, I was going to go a yardage under or a touchdown under because a freaking high ankle sprain, and boom, that under's hitting. You know what I mean? You don't have to have a devastating injury.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: And one other thing about the Titans was opposite of the Vikings, they went 13-4 and in those one-score games. So I I see that regression happening. I don't know what their season-long bets are to make the playoffs or their uh, win total, but I would, I would be leaning to that team going under.
0: I like it. Um, all right. Well, that concludes the first pod of the season, the preseason pod. Uh, we're looking forward to a big season, guys. Please, again, go check out the Instagram. Go check us out on Apple and Spotify. Every listen does help. We got, I got some. We got some cool stuff cooking up for you um, throughout the season. But uh, first episode in the books. Nick, anything else?
1: Nah, man, that's it. Let's enjoy some football soon, man. Happy to be back.
0: Yes, sir. Peace, everyone. Peace.